Gladys Knight and the Pips on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. Good morning. That was I've Got to Use My Imagination. And the reason for that song being played is, is pretty obvious if you know today's guest. Uh, John Hunter is here. Good morning, John. Thank you. Hey, thanks for that segue. Oh. I was when you said the name of the song was "I've Got to Use," I've and there was a pregnant pause. Yes. My imagine. I thought, oh, that that took a different direction than me. Oh yeah. My imagination. Okay. My imagination. Yeah. So, uh, John is here from Sack Comedy Lab. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because I was a pip. Because you were a pip. Well, that's a little known <laughs> I, fact. Yes, I we'll was. get to a lot of little known facts pip, about you. A pip junior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were one yes. of the uh, the pips. Uh, pip the, and training. Yeah. Pip and training. I was a pip intern, basically a, p- a pipette. <laughs> would you get them coffee and? I would uh, get them coffee uh, and, other and, and yeah, dry cleaning and things, and uh, I would just sort of wait my turn. It's like one of these days. Yeah. And then uh, they they broke up before I ever <laughs> ever Dang got it. a chance. So then improv was the inevitable was the next, next thing. thing. Yeah. All right, very good. <laughs> well, John is here from Sack Comedy Lab, former pip intern. Yes. As well, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, which is great because, uh, so we met, uh, late last year, Yes, I think. So yes, I probably saw you perform a million times in the nineties yeah, at Sac yeah. Comedy Lab. And then more recently you still perform every, yeah, every once in a while. Every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we met at a class that you're yes, actually, indeed. you were doing at Sac uh, yeah. with Kevin McDonald. That's right. We brought in, uh, Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Yep. I, again, uh, early nineties icon. Um, he was a kind of a sketch writing improv, uh, class yep. and we all, produce sketches and uh yeah that's that's where I, I met nick and as i recall your your sketch y'all were in a submarine we were uh, in a submarine or on a navy boat no navy, navy boat yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah something along those and lines was, and you were capturing women in uh in a hole in a yeah. hole yeah <laughs> See, when you talk about improv scenes it's like describing your dream to someone you sort know, of, <laughs> you know, sort of you if that's your dream then uh, yeah, maybe to explain, you know oh and then the, the doctor was there but the doctor was also my dad and then for some <laughs> reason i was trying to get in the and people just are not and, you know, it's like, I wasn't there, so this makes no sense. Yeah, you have to have been there. Yeah. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better, and then we'll dig into sure. Shaq, some of the classes, because right now you're not only uh, the vice president over there? I'm the uh, associate director of the theater yeah, and vice president of the company. Okay, great. And then you're also the education director. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. so you wear all of those hats. Many hats. It's, and it was hard to get your headphones on because of all the hats. All the hats, several yeah. sweaters, and a shoe. Yes, so one shoe only. One shoe. Uh, and it's not the pink shoe. No. We don't have the pink shoe here, <laughs> pink but shoe just, we do have a dump button, so that's <laughs> what we have going here. Things go sideways. You you can get out in a hurry. Good. Yeah, Good. exactly. So we're going to play a little game. It's basically okay. 20 questions, um, almost like word association, but the words that you're going to say are very specific. So gotcha. for if you're for something, you say one thing, not yes or no, I'll tell you what you're going to say. If you're against something, you say another. So this week's game is going to be bacon lettuce ah. or tomato. Oh, so if okay. you're for something, if you like it, your thumbs up, you say bacon lettuce. Gotcha. And if you're against it, tomato. Tomato. Does so, the t- tomato come from the throwing of tomatoes? This, from the, either throwing the last tomatoes. Days? Well, this okay. is from the sandwich. Yeah, so yeah. from what my understanding is I've never had one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called a bacon lettuce and tomato. And tomato. So what I usually do is just take the and and make it, it an or. There you go. So, and I assume that bacon lettuce mm. is like lettuce that's grown in bacon water or Ooh. bacon that's peeled off like lettuce. I'm not that, sure. I've never I think had you're it. onto something. Yeah. I mean, it might be a bad business idea. You could have a ball of le- uh, bacon, like a ball of lettuce, like a head yeah. of bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Man. what could be better than that? That's, or lettuce-flavored bacon. Like, yeah. again, it's grown in bacon water, almost like hot dog water, <laughs> would, but a little bit different. Like like bacon bits for, for dogs, but for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, uh, and then right. tomatoes. Tomatoes, sure. Super gross. You don't and like the a, tomatoes? Well, it's a fruit, which is, I think, very wrong. It is, yeah. It's, and it's they're been, red. Yeah. Uh, so I'm against that, obviously. You don't like the red? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, well, they, they also taste like tomatoes. Yeah. I yeah. get you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So bacon, lettuce. Or tomato. Tomatoes. Gotcha. All right. So uh, it's still, in my mind, they're still on sale out there, so you can still find them. But Cadbury eggs, bacon, lettuce, mm-hmm. or tomatoes? Oh, um, I'll go bacon, lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's a sad story. Um, really wasn't a, a chocolate candy guy for most of my life. Yeah. And in my late thirties in Los Angeles, I went on the Atkins diet and it broke something in me. I mean, it was effective, but it broke. And I started craving candy after that. I came off of that and I was never a big, you know, candy, cake, cookie. Yeah. After that, I couldn't get enough of this stuff. And I really, I have to be careful now. It's like, holy cow. So it sort and, of backfired on yeah, you. Yeah, it really Atkins did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had temporary weight loss, but then this sweetness that I'd never had. My whole, even as a child, you know, uh, I you was know, like, I eh. can take it or leave it. My, my, my big thing as a kid was candy corn and no one else wanted their candy corn in Halloween. Oh, so you so I would plenty. trade out the chocolate for candy corn. I was like a candy, I cornered the market. On candy corn in my neighborhood. Well, it's uh, good. That explained yeah. why you never became rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your investment strategy for like, a little bit. It's like I got candy corn, but yeah, no money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'll definitely go bacon, uh, lettuce on uh, Cadbury. Okay, very good. How about voicemail? Do you ba- care re- bacon, bacon, lettuce. Yeah. Do you care to receive them or leave them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, maybe old-fashioned that way. It's like uh, texting's great, but voicemail, you know, a little easier sometimes. I get it, receive mm. it. People, oh no, uh, hit, hit me up on this new platform. It's like, can't I just leave you a voicemail? Yeah, I'll Isn't just leave that, you a voicemail. Wouldn't that be easier? Can, can you just tone. give me a phone number? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll call it and then, and they'll say after the tone. This is yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely bacon, bacon, uh, lettuce, and voicemail. Well, also you can't. Show how angry you are, effectively, <laughs> or the emotions, yeah. any yeah, emotions. I, mean, I go to anger, of course. Sure. First. Well, no, you, you're like, uh, yeah. The, if the voicemail is, yeah, I'm here. I'm outside the arena, uh, wondering where you are. You know, you can't really get that across yeah, yeah, in yeah. a text. So, right. Um, yeah, definitely bacon. All right, colonizing Mars. I'm going to say tomato. Tomato. Gonna, yeah, and I'm. Don't get me wrong. Big NASA supporter. Big fan of space exploration. Uh, it's just. It. It seems like we're just going to use up this planet, and then we're we're. Yeah, Moving yeah, on. Yeah, planet the top ten percent. Yeah, are going to going to hop up. Uh, and you know, and we don't know for sure that there's not intelligent life on Mars. That might not. My theory is probably there is intelligent life in the universe and they, they came by and saw us and now they're avoiding us. They keep like, going. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll check back in a thousand years. Well, it's true. How <laughs> egocentric are we that <laughs> aliens want to come here yeah, all the yeah, time? Yeah, like, well, if there is intelligent life, obviously they'd be knocking at our door. But right. I think maybe they're like, oh no, we'll just, yeah, just keep, keep driving. Go, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in in a thousand years. Nice. So I, I would say, yeah, it's an exciting thought, but, but it, it may maybe I don't know. See see what we can do here in the, in the house we're living in first. Yeah. All right, thoughts are turning towards this. Uh, summer's coming up fairly quickly. How do you feel about summer camp? Well, that's interesting. It's for myself or just in general? In general. In general. And then, did you do summer camps oh, when you yeah, were a kid? I get you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go bacon, bacon lettuce. I think it's a great thing. We you know a little plug here. We have a summer an improv summer camp, uh, but you know. 
but I read the directories, you know, I submit to these and I read the directories and there's all sorts of interesting artistic endeavors. Oh gosh, there's, everybody's doing summer camps yeah, now yeah. and there's the summer camp for yeah, literally also, everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, kind of growing up, it was a little bit different. Uh, I went to a couple, couple of summer camps. Um, uh, that was my first experience away from home, really. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, third, second, third, fourth grade, going out to a week-long summer camp. And it's, it's, it's a great experience because you kind of, oh, all right, this is the world. And the particular one I went to, um, it was an interesting mix of, you know, kids from the suburbs and inner-city kids, you know, where they had, you know, said, hey, they were there for the whole summer. It was a part of a program. And you go, oh, well, there's a whole other aspect of, of life here. Yeah. <laughs> I got an Gives education. More perspective. Yeah, yeah. I met some, some very interesting people. I haven't really kept in touch with them you know, <laughs> from second grade, but, uh, but yeah, I'm very pro summer camp. I think it's a, a good way for, for kids to sort of see, you know, what's beyond their sphere. Gotcha. So in trying to dig up any kind of dirt on you, yeah. I couldn't find you on any social media platforms. Ah. So I'm going to ask you this anyway, how sure. do you feel about, and this is bacon, lettuce or tomato? Gotcha. Instagram. I'd have to go tomato because I know so little uh, yeah. about it. Uh, you know, again, with technology, is sort of like, hey, man, you know, I'm I'm middle aged, so like when the microwave came along, we're like, this is this is great. This is amazing. This is a magic oven, and then ATMs, which was magic money, and then you know the first mobile phone, and I thought we're good. And it's like, nah, we're not good. We're going to keep going. <laughs> so oh, we're going to keep going until so it's implanted. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's, and so the bells and whistles have, for me, just kind of taken over, you know, and it, and it's nice and all, but when the bell or the whistle starts kind of slowing down the wheel, it's like, I just need the wheel to turn, man. I don't, you know, no, 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 we, no, 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 you can make a movie on the wheel. It's like, I don't need the wheel to make a movie. I just need it to be a wheel. Uh, but I understand I have a much different mindset than a lot of people about it. And in Instagram, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I get it. Uh, I just... I, I don't have the energy <laughs> because I could delve in and say, okay, I could really get conversant in it, I guess, you know, or have a yeah, facility yeah, yeah. with it. And then by that time I was like, oh no, no, Instagram, God, no, that's, that's so last week. No, now it's, you know, face plant or <laughs> something. Face plant yeah. is big right yeah, now. Big right now. <laughs> say, uh, you plant it. your face somewhere. <laughs> I think, uh, so let's look at that as a bad business idea okay. because I think that's a good one. Face <laughs> Going to write that down. Uh, so this has changed a little bit. Did you grow up here in Orlando or in Florida? I grew up in Tampa, Tampa, okay. Florida, right down the street. Gotcha, SMB. gotcha. So you've been going to theme parks for a while. Yes, Either indeed. Here oh, or yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So this is something new. Uh, so they're doing it with the Jimmy Fallon ride at Universal and yes. Volcano Bay is going to be all this, but appointment mm -hmm. only theme park rides. And it's going to be appointment only. There's not going to be no line. You're going to walk up, you're going to get some sort of wristband, smart wow. wristband, and yeah. it's going to tell you what time yeah. to come back. Man, that's see. This is tough because I'm I'm like half bacon, half tomato. I yeah. mean, the 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 former theme park employee in me goes, great. Anything to tame the masses, the hordes of you know, make it a little easier, yeah. make the experience better. Yeah. But as a former kid, it's like that was like, nah, man. I don't, you know, I'm I'm going to experience this. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to line up and queue and have everything managed. You know, you that was part of the fun of Magic Kingdom. I mean, you, you got off the, the monorail, you walked through, yeah. and it's like, oh, you just didn't know which direction to run um so ultimately and again but that's that's me because you know uh, an eight-year-old today is like oh yeah that's how i experience it and it's cool yeah. it's all they know so it's like yeah and you know i'm sure for parents it's like yeah i don't want to have to fight you know the masses so right sure. or get in line wait in line for an hour guess, or something I, yeah i guess ultimately it's, it's sort of a, ba a bacon it a bacon a bacon rolled into a tomato shape you know okay <laughs> yeah all right good yeah.
I like that. Uh, how about zombies? Oh, tomato. All tomato. I, I'm, I'm so over zombies. I'm so... The, the, the <laughs> Were you a fan at any point? Like, I uh, like zombie movies? Not, or? No. I, I was always a Dracula, Frankenstein, werewolf guy. Okay, wolf so man. classic monsters. Y- yeah, and maybe The Mummy. You yeah. know, the Mummy is about as far as I could go on the zombie scale. Because yeah. to me, zombies are lazy. I mean, it's kind of like you're doing a horror movie. You're like, all right, rip your shirt. Put, put some powder on your face. You're a zombie. You know, it's like low budget. You know, we don't really have... And... Now they're so overused. I don't even think the zombies know what they're a metaphor for anymore. You know, no, like a, no. so do we represent you know, the fear of death or right, right. the communist? Uh, what, what what exactly are we representing here? Yeah, know? so that's why I think they're zombies at this point. Yeah. They're like, I don't even yeah, know. I, they're I'm, like emo zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're sort of like that. they're depressed. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a that's a new yeah. bit that we're gonna do is emo zombies. Emo zombies. Yeah. What, what do we even represent anymore? What do we do, man? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? Uh, how about coffee? I, I would have to go tomato, not yeah. not because I'm down on it. It's just I've never drank coffee in my life, which is is one of those things that uh, you know when you're a kid, your parents drink coffee, and and I'm sure my parents gave me a sip, and I'm, eh. and I just never. Um, growing up, I had a very health conscious mom who limited soda intake. So when I went away to college at 18, man, you better believe. All I drank was soda. soda. I mean, yeah. just an ungodly, unhealthy amount and just kind of got the addiction. Like, like you said, when we, you know, met for the show this morning, I had to get a, you know, big gulf of Coke Zero just because there's an addiction there. Uh, and I don't know if that sort of replaced a coffee interest or, but just never, um, and to me, the beauty of soda is I can get a soda anywhere, and soda is basically unchanged in the last 50 years, whereas yeah, coffee has become yeah. a boutique business where, yep. oh, it's, it's sort of like technology. The permutations are endless, um, and it would seem exhausting to try to keep up. You know, <laughs> right. Am I drinking the right coffee? Is this is this the latest coffee? Is it, <laughs> whereas Coke is, man, that's Coke. We haven't changed. I mean, at one point there was cocaine in the formula, apparently, but that's been gone for a long time. So at basically, least yeah. three days. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now, yeah, but uh, so I'm a, I'm a lazy person. So it's like, oh, yeah, Coke. That's it. There you go. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, driverless cars. Are you bacon lettuce or are you tomato mm. on driverless cars? Tomato. Just it's, still the technology or it, is it? You know, something else about it. Well, I mean, I like to drive my own car, you know. Um, I'm not a a big fan of, I I mean, it's sort of like, yeah, I'll I'll trust a microwave to cook my food or an ATM to, 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 you know, dispense my money. I don't know if I want automation. And and I understand it's like, well, you take a a plane. Well, there's someone sitting at the front of a plane. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, or a train, there's a lot of technology involved, but there's a person there, more or less. Yeah, Yeah. hopefully. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, But also, I realize it's like the driver... I don't think... And here's where it's interesting to me. I don't know if it's going to catch on because... People certainly want the freedom to say, oh, I'm going to go and I want to get on my gadget and just play with that the whole time Mm -hmm. that I'm going somewhere. But there's also, I believe, a very deep-seated human need. It's like bread in our DNA to get in our cars and get in the way of other people and slow things down. And just mess things up. And and so I think if someone's in a a a driverless car and they're looking around and going, hey, traffic is moving smoothly and I can't, oh, no, 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 this this will not stand. You know, so yeah, exactly. Swerve into it or turn on your turn signal but never change lanes. 
lanes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think it's a fascinating idea, and um, I think it's sort of a step down from the flying cars. It's kind of like, you know, the uh, you know the Illuminati or whoever's running the whole show got together and they go, look, we're, we're not going to be able to make the flying cars happen. What do we eh, go driverless? Okay, all right. That's, so keep them happy for another 20 years. You know? so. I like how your analogies on, on um, technology were like, Oh yeah, I trust an ATM to dispense money. Yeah. Like I trust a refrigerator to keep my food cold yeah, and yeah, yeah. things I'll, like that. Yeah, I'll that's go good. That far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anthropomorphizing everything. Right, right, right. Very again, very infantile. I trust this microphone to yeah. transmit my voice yeah, over the yeah, airwaves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't betray my trust microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? So this is coming up as a little bit of controversy. The Orlando flag. Have you seen that they're they're yes. in the process of replacing yes. it? Yes. So they got a bunch of submissions in from the public they uh chose one so there was a voting process yeah like ten thousand votes ten thousand votes total and this one got like 1500 out of the ten yeah it was very variegated yeah 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 yeah. and uh but there's some controversy because it's the internet so we can't Mm -hmm. just have something that people vote for we have to all second guess it but yeah it does look the one that they chose and they're actually going to look i just heard yesterday Mm -hmm. that they're going to go back to the drawing board on it okay and maybe relook at who came in second and which one and all that. But uh, did you see the one that I, won? I haven't. I've heard a description that it, it looks like a, a little a bit like a blue whale. Yeah, okay. it's supposed to be the uh, Lake Eola Fountain. Oh, okay. Oh, I get you. All right. So how oh. do you feel about the Orlando, just Orlando flag in general? Do we, like, need, do we need a flag? I mean, uh, you know. That's, that's, I think, the question at this point. When, when I moved to Orlando in 89, um, the, the motto was, Orlando, the city beautiful. Yep. Home of the adjective misplaced. (laughs) And then for a while in the 90s, it was Orlando, America's next great city. Which I uh, I always thought was interesting because was it really? like, yeah just I remember the signs yeah you know uh, Orlando America's next it's like we're not there yet but we're, it's it's coming uh, and then at some point we we switched back to eh, the city beautiful and like that that's good I mean maybe put that on the flag um, so we were Orlando East or Hollywood East for yeah a while, Hollywood yeah. East for a while oh yeah yeah I was uh, okay yeah there it is there's the yeah, it, it, it yeah, it kind of looks like a, a, you know the whale doing the thing where they're diving and the head's coming up one way and the the. Uh, so it's either yeah, yeah, them blowing air out yeah, of the blowhole yeah, or maybe yeah. the tail. Yeah, which I'm sure SeaWorld would not be averse to. I would I mean, imagine it's they Disney mind. Yeah. <laughs> behind all the opposition <laughs> say, hey, to this design. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I guess yeah, it's such a um, a diverse community. So what's yeah, what's going to wrap it all? And I think that's where you get into trouble. It's like, wow, we we really want to service you know everyone, all the demographics, and every we want to be inclusive. And then you kind of get into this thing of, well, gosh, we're yeah, not going to make everybody yeah, happy. At one yeah. point. Yeah. And so do we need a flag? I mean, are people driving around going, I can't find Orlando. Where's the flag? You know, you you got Google Maps. Come on. Well, I've Uh, seen, so uh, Chicago's flag, I didn't realize this is very prevalent in their, uh, in part of the tourism market there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's part of their identity. So it's basically, and it's very simple. It's two blue lines Mm -hmm. on the top and the bottom, and then four red uh, six pointed stars uh, in the middle. And it's, simple it's beautiful the four stars represent like the forts that mm-hmm. were there when the the area was first settled the two blue bars or the two rivers okay. so uh it, but it's been around for a while so it's hard to argue with something that mm-hmm. is simple that looks good 
that's been around for, you know, 100, 200 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. The don't problem have the controversy with this is, is new. And you didn't have Twitter when they yeah, first yeah. Uh, <laughs> figured out what flag <laughs> the, they wanted. The snark trolls. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, you know, um, well, I mean, if we have to have, maybe it should just say road closed because, man, you, you get downtown. I mean, that's that's the flag. That's or, no, road, road closed. Sorry. That's it. All right. We've, we've solved the Orlando flag problem. <laughs> You're welcome, City Hall. Uh, okay. So we're in the middle of this uh, playoff hockey. Oh, uh, you know, I'll go bacon. Um, yep. and, and again, I'm a big football guy and I, I like basketball and, and baseball. And, and, and I, I like hockey. Um, I'm not really familiar with, with the teams as I am in football. Uh, but in the nineties, while I was at SAC, I was also working for a sports entertainment company called sports magic. We, we were the first group of guys that ran around the arena shooting out uh, t-shirts out of oh, the air nice. cannon yeah do you still have what, an air cannon uh, i don't have the air cannon but i still have the jumpsuit oh um, okay can almost fit into it yeah i was there during the, the shack penny years um it's a wonderful time and but we were uh, we were you know a company based here in orlando we traveled all over the world in america the different arenas doing this and one of the accounts we had was hockey and we had the nhl account so uh you know i'd go to madison square garden and you know you'd see the rangers play and we'd go yeah. out on that and <laughs> when we went and did uh, the Islanders, the New York Islanders are out on Long Island, and we went to Nassau County, you know, uh, you know, stadium. Stadium, yeah. And uh, as the Islanders, and and so the the PR guy is like, okay, so at the, you know, the break, you're going to go out, you know, we got on our skates, we got t-shirts to shoot out, and he said, I, I think they're going to like it. He said, um, but you never know with the fans here. He said, so if they start throwing razor blades and batteries, go ahead and come off the ice. And I said, well, now, are they throw razor blades and batteries. Wait, and I it hope, wasn't Philadelphia? Yeah, exactly. It was like well, Long Island. And I said, man, okay. Fortunately, they liked us. They, it wasn't, yeah, they liked the T-shirts. So there were no... Uh, no razor blades or batteries uh, thrown, but I thought, well, okay, so this is pretty intense. Not like an NFL game or NBA games back then. I'm sure this doesn't happen anymore. I'm sure, you know, you get patted down before you go into any sports event. But, sure, sure. Um, but, yeah, so the NFL, especially Philadelphia, was famous for that, yeah, like fans yeah, yeah. throwing stuff oh, on the field harsh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we did NFL games. We did a lot of NBA. We did Major League Baseball. Um, so I'm definitely any, any type of – that's the thing, any type of playoff I'll kind of sit and watch. I mean, yeah. Even if I'm not familiar with the sport, it's like cricket. It's like, oh, it's the playoffs. It's All like, right, yeah. yeah. Do they have playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Okay, <laughs> sure. yeah, I'm going to watch Yeah, because there's some stakes involved, you know. <laughs> I'm fascinated with the idea of you having to file a workman's comp yeah. or like See, razor blade yeah. to the arm <laughs> yeah, it's like, at yeah, a did, hockey game. How did this happen? You know, um, yeah, did a manager mediate? You know, <laughs> not. <laughs> Uh, there was another, uh, the same company we went out, yeah, we did NHL, but we do smaller leagues as well. We did the Colonial League Hockey, which was this tiny little hockey league in the Northeast. And we were in um, Dayton, Ohio, and the promotion they wanted us to do was roll out onto the ice at the break with a wheelbarrow full of cow tongues. And I, I like frozen in plastic bags and throw them into the audience. And I said, is this some sort of joke? And uh, the PR guy said, no, man, they love that. They, they cook them up. And I, I've cow tongues so we go out and there's like 200 people in this high school arena yeah and we roll out on that and we start throwing out cow tongues and i mean you would have thought i mean it was like the berlin airlift i mean like we were dropping you know care packages into a, a war-torn area I, people were fighting over the cow tongues and i know <laughs> so i know they're good so they yeah, come up yeah. in uh in cuisine yeah. especially latin really? american cuisine wow. quite often yeah so if they're if they're prepared correctly they're apparently really tasty yeah, and very tender i guess so but uh the idea of 
throwing basically these frozen bricks yeah, out yeah, at people. Yeah, I think exactly. it's kind of fun too. <laughs> exactly. Like it was your turn yeah. to get revenge yeah. on the yeah. on the audience. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because they, yeah, they didn't throw any razor blades. They were really happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at this so we can uh, we can get to know you a little bit better professionally. Sure. But cobbler, bacon lettuce or tomato? I'll go bacon lettuce. Yeah, yeah. again, like peach cobbler or any just any cobbler. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the I guess the most prevalent one. I guess there's cherry cobbler. Yeah, again, kind of going back to the Atkins thing. Um, You're a dessert guy. Now. Yeah, suddenly dessert. I mean, it's pathetic, you know. I'll go to events I don't even want to go to if there's cake. You know, it's kind of like, wow, is there, is there a birthday party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. I hate that person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm going. Yeah, you got a good yeah, good cake. So, yeah. <laughs> the Publix buttercream? Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm so in. <laughs> so, cobbler or pie then? Well, pie. Yeah. Pie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Just wanted to make sure. Oh, yeah. Well, John, thank you. Uh, we're going to play a song right now. We're going to play Robert Bradley with California because one of the things we're going to talk about is you moving out to California at one ah, point. All right. And uh, we'll be right back. Talk to you a little bit more about life, the universe, everything. Maybe some Douglas Adams. I'm not sure. Uh, you're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Robert Bradley on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was California. And you're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here with John Hunter from SAC Comedy Lab. Good morning again, John. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so thanks, I, thanks to Robert Bradley as well. Oh yes, thanks, Robert. He just came in to play that song. Yeah, it was. It's kind of a nice Randy Newman quality. Uh, yeah. To, to to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Robert was a a, a pip in training as well. At the oh same my gosh, time you have me. connections to all this. <laughs> this is why amazing. I play this. Exactly. I figure that no matter what I play, you're going to find a connection to it. <laughs> so, so, so I'm like, I'm safe. When you when you're that old, you can <laughs> you can. Spent a lot of it. <laughs> but Robert Bradley, California, one of the reasons I played that is because you spent some time out there. Yes. So you were from here originally, the Tampa area. Yes, indeed. And you came over and started doing some classes at SAC in the 90s. So what I wanted to get to was how you started out in theater and how you started out oh, okay. in improv. Well, uh, in, in theater, is I, uh, to backtrack a little at, in Tampa, I graduated from high school. And it's such a different era. I had graduated from high school in the early 80s and had not applied to a college. Um, and my mother was distraught. What do you, you know? And, and I said, oh, I'll go to U USF. And again, so much more casual back then. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I understand now my friends with kids, it's like, oh yeah, we start lining them up in third grade, you know, for, and get ready for college. It's like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I had a good SAT and I had decent grades and as a USF said, okay. And then I transferred up to university of Florida and had a wonderful time. It was wonderful. So wonderful that after two years they said, maybe you should go somewhere should else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I was uh, 20, 20, 21 years old and that, yeah, out of college and I moved home and my, my father said, well, you know, <laughs> you better figure out something. <laughs> and uh, so for the next two years, I, I dug ditches, poured cement, washed dishes, a little bit of everything and uh, kind of realized, well, this is good, honest work, but um, I don't know that I want to do this forever. Yeah. Again, not in a condescending manner, but you realize this is a hard life. Uh, so at 23, 24, I started working with an entertainment company just through a, a connection uh, there in Tampa. And I became a clown and I learned how to walk stilts and, and, and did some, some <laughs> dress up as Superman and the Michelin Tire Man and, and all, a violation of a lot of copyright laws. But yeah, we were, you know, we'd go out to video store open openings and so you know we provided entertainment live entertainment um and uh, after doing that for about a year and a half uh i thought well I'd, maybe i can go to disney you know i'd heard about the audition for the entertainment department yeah. 
So I went out to the audition and I thought, well, you know, okay, I've, I've got some live entertainment. Uh, and then they said, well, we're going to teach you a dance movement. And I thought, oh God, that's, that's it. I'm dead. Fortunately, at the time I was a legitimate Almost six foot. I've shrunk a little. Uh, as we all do. As we all do. Uh, but at, uh, I was in the last group of the tall, you know, and they weren't expecting much in the way of dance. Uh, From because tall people. We yeah. were going to be basically, you're going to be wearing, and I don't mean to let Santa Claus out of the bag for any children listening, but we were going to be wearing the, the big heavy costumes. You oh, know? spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they're like, if you can basically move without falling, you know. So uh, to my surprise, I, I got hired um, and started working in the character department. And that's where um, I met a fellow named Wayne Brady, you know, and uh, he was in the character department as well. And we were just kind of huddled together in this little holding area behind the, the castle, Cinderella Castle, waiting to go on for a show. It's my second or third week there. And he suddenly turns to me. We hadn't met yet. He turns to me and he's he's going to his character that day. He's going to go out to Geppetto from Pinocchio. And he turns to me and he says, Geppetto, he's he's Italian, right? And I said, I've, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an Italian name. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. He goes, he's probably an emotional guy. And so he, he puts on the Geppetto head and then he launches into this monologue, you know, he's, he's a, Pinocchio, why you leave me? You killing your father. Why? And I started laughing and I said, this guy's funny, you know. Um, and he was funny and he could sing and he could dance. And so we, we hung out a little bit. And, uh, and then he said, you know, you should come downtown and uh, I'm doing this, this, this thing at a theater called Sack Theater. Yeah. It's improv. And we just kind of make it up. It's a lot of fun. And I said, yeah, yeah, okay. And so I, he's I, basically a Disney recruiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. And because at that point he was kind of transitioning out. Of, he was doing commercials and local stuff. And, and he, he was one of those people that people, you know, people go, Wayne, you're talented. You should go do something with that. And and he did. <laughs> yes, uh, he's done for, very well for himself. Yeah, yeah. But he he was my my entryway into SAC. Um, and I saw the shows. I thought, oh, this is fantastic. This is great. And uh, and they had a kind of a casual drop in Monday night workshop. And so I went to that with another fellow from Disney who would eventually become my writing partner in L.A. We moved out at the same time. And uh, we didn't know what we were doing. People would just hop up there and kind of go nuts. And Wayne and some of the other performers would sort of try to explain that, you know, there's kind of a format, there's sort of story you're trying to tell. You have to listen to each other. <laughs> you have, you to, have to trust yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, you have to pick yeah. up on things. Yeah. Uh, and then they formalized uh, kind of the first set of classes. They said, we're going to, how about this? For eight weeks, you come to the same, you know, same time every week. It's 60 bucks. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, you know, it'll be 10 or 12 people. It'll be more organized. And the first teacher was a fellow named Aaron Schur. Uh, who went on to become an executive producer for Everyone Loves Raymond in the office. Mm -hmm. He moved out to LA as well. Very, very talented man and great teacher. Uh, and, and that was that was where I got a lot of theatrical training as well because I'd come from, you know, live entertainment. I'd done Disney. I'd done the entertainment company in Tampa. But now I was working with people that had had theatrical training and, and I began to, you know, sort of pick up on here's how you present to an audience. Here's how you block yourself, meaning, you know, where you stand on stage, how you use your voice, you know, how you... Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and it was like kind of, oh, okay, this is, this is a, a thing. These, this is how you do it. Um, and after you know, a couple of rounds of classes, they said, we're going to start rookie night. What do you think? And we all said, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And so that was, and then I was, uh, they called it the next generation. And I was in the first cast of that and kind of migrated my way up to the weekends. Um, and it, it's a story I tell a lot of our students or younger performers too. It, you know, it takes time because, 
the first time I went up and played on the weekend, uh, there was me and another fella that was in the Next Generation cast. And they said, well, let's bring these guys up and have a look. Um, and his name was Chris Blair. He's a very funny guy. And and we came up, and then afterwards they, they sat, sat me down and said, listen, you know, you really, you seem to get this. Um, you understand structure. You kind of understand, you know, a, a narrative and, you know, kind of piecing things together. You, you, you basically, you get the rules. And they said, and Chris is really funny. And we can teach Chris the rules. <laughs> and basically, it was sort of like, you've got to figure out how to connect with the audience. You know, because at that point, uh, I'm still oh, in yeah. my head. I'm still very like, well, you do. And, and you have to relax is basically what it is. So, and, yeah, you were going by the numbers, yeah, but you weren't necessarily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was, you know, because I'm concerned, you know, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. So you want to do it right. It's like, we got to <laughs> do, do this right. This is right. The right. And Ooh, that's a Catholic human, improv. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's look at that. Sort of, yeah, that is, yeah. It's, it's driven by guilt and unworthiness. <laughs> um, but but that that's like okay. That's that's kind of a little you know light goes on in your head, uh, and so yeah, I kind of learned how to relax in front of an audience because up to that point, you know, I'd been a clown, I'd been you know in Disney character costume, and kind of always had some, some sort of uh, buffer and interface between myself and the audience. And now right. it's like, hey, this no, is you're you. up there yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, and you just got to trust that that they'll find you interesting if you find yourself interesting. Um, and, and, and so that was uh, a real eye opener. And, and a couple of years of playing weekend shows uh, in 98, uh, the friend of mine uh, from Disney, his name was Chuck, Chuck Snyder. He said, Hey, there's a big conference out in LA about comedy writing. We should go to that. And he worked at the sports entertainment company with me. And, uh, over, you know, time we'd gone to, you know, we'd done a lot of traveling with the sports entertainment company, picked up a lot of free airline miles. So we used our miles to go out to L.A. for this conference. And it was, you know, it was the Judy Carter Comedy Writing Conference. She was a, kind of a pretty big stand-up in the yeah. 90s, and she yeah, had yeah. a big conference. And there were all sorts of sections, uh, but there was a couple of sections on half-hour sitcom TV writing. And we took those, and we thought, wow, this is, you know, fantastic. I mean, really good teachers. We could do this. And we said, yeah, we could do this. So at the time, we went home, we told our wives, hey, we want to move to L.A., and write comedy and God bless them. They, they said, okay. Uh, so in 98, we moved out, uh, and within about a year we had an agent and, uh, and then about a year and a half, we got our first job and, uh, worked on a couple of shows that no one ever heard of ever. Right. Um, but it was a great experience, you know, and we, we'd been doing it about two, two and a half years and worked on, on, on two or three shows, came back for a couple of shows and we're starting to kind of get that momentum to kick up from staff writer to story, you know, editor, and then eventually producer, you kind of go up the rung there. Uh, when kind of at the same time, 9-11 and reality TV sort of dovetailed in and half hour scripted just took a nosedive. Right. It went from something like 63, you know, scripted half hours yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on the big four to, to 27 or something. Right. And that was before all the internet stuff came yeah, back out. So we, we were in the perfect You bubble. were there. <laughs> yeah, just just, sort of, yeah. The, you were visionary. Time. You were just either too <laughs> early or too, too late. late. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, we, we, we worked on a couple of pilots and we optioned a few screenplays for, you know, very little money. And, and after a while I, I kind of realized I, I just, and you know, I, and I'd gotten divorced in, in the interim there and it's sort of like, I, I can do this for 10 more years or 
I can try and figure out where I will have more autonomy over what I'm going to do with, with my career, with my life. So I, I actually ended up going to Seattle for about a year, just to decompress, have a wonderful time, met a lot of wonderful people. Um, and uh, in the improv community and the, the artistic community at large. And then, yeah, in 2004, I came back to Orlando and, and God bless, SAC was still here. And I, oh, fantastic. You know, this is great. I, I knew it was still here. I'd been in touch with everyone. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Um, and so. But the fact that it had lasted yeah, for more yeah, than 10 years already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it kind of hung in there. Yeah. Um, and so came back and started performing and then bit by bit, just sort of picking up, you know, a- admin stuff and helping out here and there and one thing and another. And, uh, and then, you know, when you turn around, you're like, holy cow, <laughs> been, been back 13 years now. And uh, yeah. You've been part yeah. of that. So let's move over to the administrative side of the house for a second. So your role is to, uh, first of all, on the education side is to make sure all the classes are running. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but you're going to gear up for the new round of classes here probably Uh, mid-May. Late May, yeah. Late May, yeah. 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 So you've got everything from the beginners to the more uh, advanced classes. So that's really great. And you can advance through it, which is nice. Yeah. So there's a way to do that. Do you get like little certificates at the end of each one? Uh, We actually don't have an official certificate. I mean, uh, we're going to work on that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Well, we, it's like the Orlando flag. We had uh, 10,000 entries. Boats and submissions. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and our certificate (laughs) ended up looking like a whale. I mean, it's a darn thing. Oh my gosh, what a coincidence. (laughs) That's great. Uh, so uh, along with that, uh, what is your, what are the other roles that you serve at SAC Comedy Lab? Well, <laughs> I mean, again, yeah, exactly, a lot yeah, of hats. Bro- yeah. Broadly speaking, I, I keep the train running and put out the fires. Um, it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm in charge of the, the, you know, business certificates and licenses, uh, you know, the health certificate, occupancy, business license, uh, resale, you know, kind of keeping all, all those things you need to run a business. Um, and then, uh, as, as well as the beer and wine license. Um, and then even, you know, loading zone permits, things like that. Just, just kind of the boring nuts and bolts, but it's like, yeah. Um, and then just keeping current with, uh, workers comp and and insurance and liability, making sure everything's up to date with that. And, 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 you know, it's not a, a a constant thing, but until you need it and it's like, Oh, okay. Do we make sure we do everything right? Right. Um, and then, uh, it's doing inventory, and dealing with the vendors for, for for food and beverage, you know. Again, we're not a restaurant, but we serve beer and wine and, and soft drinks and uh, movie style concessions, and it's keeping that stocked, uh, you know. And then general facilities stuff. I mean, we have uh, we have you know maintenance guy, and, and we have a technical director that you're working on lights and sound. But you know, we're it's. It's a four-story building we're in. It's a beautiful building, the City Arts Factory. Um, and it, it's big. It's 10,000 square feet. We kind of range across on the different floors. So just sort of a, a kind of regularly making sure that things are, you know, working, the, the toilets, the sinks, the lights, you know, thing, um, you know, ice machines, coolers, things like that. Again, not exciting, but you, you don't think about it until someone says, hey, this thing's broken that we need. <laughs> oh, okay. How, how can we get it fixed? How soon can we fix it? Um, we, oh, we've got a model no one's ever seen before. All right. Well, we'll have to, <laughs> uh, that, that kind of thing. Um, and, and then again, you know, uh, and then keeping the classes, you know, up and running and, and yeah. programming and scheduling and specialty stuff. Uh, and then it's just sort of big project stuff as well. Like, you know, big picture stuff like, um, you know, uh, do we want to run a, a you 
you know, uh, uh, we talked about summer camps, you know, we, we run those, do we want to try to have a week long intensive, uh, at an actual camp somewhere, you know, these week, you know, for adults, basically a lot of, uh, there's a lot of improv camps available, improv mm-hmm. weekends, you know, we do something like that. You know, people approach us about, you know, partnering up on a cruise, you know, Oh, do you want to do a college tour? These are like, Oh, great ideas. You have to Somebody's do some research. Somebody's got to figure yeah. out, yeah, yeah if it's going to work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we all kind of work on that together, but we'll, we'll you know, piecemeal it out. Somebody's um, got to so, lead it. Yeah, yeah. So um, th- those are kind of the broad strokes, you know. Yeah. And then at any given moment, you know, I'm I'm probably plunging a toilet somewhere too. <laughs> so it's just it's a, it's an interesting combination. I was going to ask everybody. you while you're here yeah, if you, you can just take a look. look. Yeah, 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 it just yeah, keeps yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting mix of of uh, you know nuts and bolts stuff, and then really cool philosophical stuff. You know, talking about, hey, how, you know, what what's a good experience for our guests? You know, whether it's a class or a show or a corporate event, what's, you know, what do they, what are they asking for? What do they like? What do they need? What do they like that maybe they don't know they like? Um, and we got, you know, just a great group of people that are very hardworking and intuitive about that. Um, so that that's the fun part is when we all get together, you know. And, yeah, you know, put that together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of brainstorm yeah, on that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Cause I, I really like the people I work with. So right. that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. So, well, and you believe in the product too, yeah, because yeah. you, you've been there and you've been through yeah. it and you're a performer. So does that give you a little bit of a different perspective in, in what you do on a day to day basis? Because I feel like sure. for some of the things you're describing, uh, and I think I, I might speak for some of the people who are listening, it's like, uh, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> that does not sound like a lot of fun. But yeah. if you, again, really believe in the product and you're sure, a performer yourself, yeah. and you're, you know, you're doing it not only for the guests, but for the performers. Sure. Too. You're doing does it that a service a or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I mean, I'm a shareholder, too. I'm partial owner of the company. So that definitely <laughs> that that also that doesn't hurt. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, I, I believe in it because it, it's the positive impact it's had on my life and, and, you know, the lives of other people that have told me about it. And you can, you can see that and you think, yeah, this is, it's not brain surgery, you know, um, you know, it's not firefighting or, you know, saving lives, but, but it's, it's a positive thing. And I think that's a, a good feeling. And if you can make your living doing that way, um, I'm, I know I'm very uh, appreciative of it. You know, it's like, yeah, I work hard and I have a, a skill set, but so do a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to sure. put it in service of something they really believe. Even. So very, very appreciate, appreciative of that. So you've been in Orlando for a long time now, or you've been familiar with Orlando for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the scene has really changed. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not only, I, I think SAC reflects that a little bit in terms mm-hmm. of almost its physical move, right? So it was downtown. Yeah. Yeah. It was on Church Street. It was yeah. the middle of the action. Yeah. When Church Street was hopping. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. so when downtown went sort of this through, through this I, I don't even know what you call it, but it, it, this slump, yeah, if it, you will. Well, the, the, the uh, 50 story mix yeah, you started going that up. That started going and, up, yeah, and, and then a lot of the stuff that was downtown closed down. Yeah. So yeah. the music scene that was there yeah, went yeah. Oh away gosh, yeah. entirely. Yeah. And SAC physically moved, <clears throat> to, the moved to, the to the other side of Ivor into yeah. a garage, yeah, a basically, garage, yeah. uh, which didn't make it any easier to get in and out, uh, ironically. Yeah, yeah. You would think, oh, they can park right there. But again, when the magic would play in the old arena, you know, the city would say, just Okay, shut down the street. Shutting down. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it was impossible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. then move back. Now yeah. you got a great new home. You mentioned the building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And everything else. But not only that, it's Orlando, and I don't know if you agree with this, so I wanted to get your perspective on mm-hmm. it 
has a, a, a completely different appreciation for the arts. It, it, it really does. And and having lived in a couple of different places uh, over the course of my life, you know, big cities and medium cities and such, uh, it, it's it, if you kind of grow up here, it, it's it's easy to get frustrated, I think, sometimes because you'll view New York or L.A. or Chicago, Minnesota, Austin, you know, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that that's what we should be doing. Right. And because you go there, you know, you go there and it's, it's like vacation, though. You know, right. vacation, yeah. you're, you're <laughs> yeah. in a completely different yeah. state of yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Everything should yeah. be like yeah. Des Moines. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of great ideas and, and you know, uh, things that you can take from that and, and, and see what you can do here. But um, you, you want to have an appreciation for where you're at, too. And and so many people that come from other places, you know, to, to, to do a show with us, whether it's a tournament or a festival or something, or just come in as a guest artist, you know, they, you know, they'll say, wow, this, this is, you know, this is a great scene. Um, and, and it really is uh, an interesting scene because I, I think, because so many creative people can can pay the bills at the theme parks, you know, um, and I, I think if you know if you can get to this perspective is helpful. It's like you know, uh, yeah, the theme parks, what you're doing there might not feed your creative soul, but but it, again, it's it's performance, you know. It's yeah, you're still getting experience. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, you're, besides the money you're making, just to sustain body and soul, you're making connections. You're meeting other like-minded yep. people that are passionate about something, whether it's music or performance or or what have you. Uh, and, and in Orlando, you can probably somewhere somehow find a place to present that, you know, to 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 have people engage with that, um, and, and, you know. It's never cheap anywhere, but you know New York or Chicago is cost it's a little more expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas here, it, it's I think there's there's a lot more of a do-it-yourself ethos right. that that can can take hold. Um, and you know, I, I would just say I understand anyone's frustration. I totally do. Uh, but at the same time, and this is a challenge for me, is keep appreciating what you do have, though what what there is available. Um, you know, and and I'll, I'll give the city of Orlando a ton of uh, props, Mayor Dyer and his staff. You know, just for the downtown arts district and that initiative, and you know, encouraging the scene and and doing what because you you can't build creative. You can't say, all right, we've got a planning committee, we've right, got a board, right, right. you know, and we're going to have creative we can, that's that's why the creative village is oh we're going to have a creative village it's like well they, they sort of you happen might. yeah exactly <laughs> it's a great name you know yeah uh but 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 they, the the intent is there you know the political will is there which is great you know and of course that has to coexist side with side with you know commerce and and, and, and other things yeah yeah so let me ask you this to get your perspective on it. I mean, having been in sort of the arts and culture and creative education space, I mean, mm. very specifically. Yeah. Uh, some people come, so I apologize. Some people come to SAC and do the, the improv training, mm -hmm. not because they want to be actors, not sure. because they want to perform, but yeah. because they want to be, it's interesting to them. Yeah. It's, they've come to a, a, you know, a show and they've said, oh, that's something I want to try, yeah, yeah. that sort of thing. So I apologize. I didn't want you to think that that's the only reason to come to oh, SAC yeah, no, is to no, no, yeah, become yeah. that. But the um, have you seen more people staying in Orlando? So the very talented people that are coming through SAC that want to be performers, Amanda and Emily come to yeah, mind who were here yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and they're staying in Orlando. Uh, so that's important to creating a good creative class yeah. uh, oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I think more and more there, there's a feeling that I, I can make a satisfying 
creative living here. You know, I can cobble together, you know, uh, theme park work, but, you know, and then theater work and then educational work and things that are feeding my soul as well as well as my body. And I think there are more opportunities for that as the scene grows. I mean, again, just purely on a macro level, as the theme parks expand, you know, there is a a, there's more more role for for people uh, of creative. And again, it's, you know, it's easy to kind of roll our eyes a little bit about oh, creative, but a thing, but it is a lot of creativity, oh, yeah. a ton of it. And so, you know, it, it can be a little, you know, uh, discouraging if you're kind of at a nuts and bolts job at a theme park and, and the creative part seems miles away. And it's like, well, but I, I might give my creative fix somewhere else, you know, and, and who knows, you know, if I'm, you know, at fringe at the blue venue and doing something that I'm passionate about with other people and, you know, someone from creative at a theme park sees me and says, Hey, you know, why don't, you come do that with us, then there's, there's an opportunity. There's so, an opportunity the other yeah. way as well. Yeah. So I think the retention is definitely, uh, you know, more, more of a, a thing now. There's not as much of a drive. Okay. I just got to get out of Orlando to one yeah. of the big markets. Um, you know, which, you know, they're always going to be there, you know, um, and they've got their own sets of challenges as well. Uh, and, and I, I would, I wouldn't say we're a little market. We're not Chicago or New York, but we're, you know, midsize, I would say. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you're seeing some more retention, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, let's leave it at that. Okay. Uh, we covered a lot of bases, so we've got yeah. another hour An hour's gone. Wow. Goes by that. like, just like that. Like, I mean, just talking alone about the pips, we could do 47, 48 minutes probably. Yeah. Yeah. We could do, we'll do that as a podcast only. <laughs> right, yeah. There there's, there's, I, I feel like that might get a little dark. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause I know there was that, that oh, yeah. period oh, with the pips was, that, yeah, was that was not great. Not good. That was yeah. uh, the lifetime movie that, yeah. <laughs> riddled with inaccuracies, but yeah, we'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's lifetime. Uh, so we're going to play some government mule. We're going to have some commercials and then we're going to come back with bad business ideas. All right. Hunter. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to a certain degree on WUCF, Winter Park, Florida. That was the Magnetic Fields with acoustic guitar. Great song. And before the break, we heard a little bit of a skipping song. That was Government Mule, My Separate Reality. So it's a good... That's well, a good name for the song. It is. We we skipped along right here in the theater. Yes, <laughs> we did. We did. John Hunter is here from Sack Comedy Lab. So my separate reality uh, is a little bit of an homage to, uh, again, Sack Comedy and improv. And then this hour, with the exception of some Bruce Springsteen that we're going to play in a ah. little bit because I wanted to talk to you about music yeah. and where you find inspiration. Yeah. Uh, sort of funnier songs. So I've got a little Python queued up. Ah, Cake, if perfect. we get to it, a couple of others uh, along those lines. So that was a pretty funny song if you uh, listen to it, Acoustic Guitar. Mm-hmm. It's an homage to an acoustic guitar trying to get his girl back. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so he's depending on the acoustic guitar to do that <laughs> okay. for him. Yeah. And he actually threatens the guitar at the end. <laughs> so I think that's always good when you're threatening that's inanimate right. objects. Yeah. Their life is taking a turn somewhere. Well, because they've told me I can't threaten people anymore yeah <laughs> um, and i found that it wasn't good in the studio yeah yeah it's a, it, it adds an interesting twist to the you're interview gonna be, but you're it, gonna yeah. be better during this next second yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leads, leads to a lot of walkouts uh, yeah yeah so i, I changed the format there up a little go. bit yeah. less threatening I less menacing that. yeah well, that's why i appreciated the skipping so much <laughs> yeah holding hands and skipping yeah, is yeah. a big part it was almost a uh, square dance. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, again, given the given the space parameters, I think we did remarkably yeah. well. <laughs> so, speaking of square dance, yes, bad business ideas. Okay, 
So this is a segment we do. Hopefully you've taken a listen to this and you already know that you are going to, you know, based on the last segment where you talked about all of the hats that you wear at SAC, sounds like you have plenty of time to take a bad business idea (laughs) and start it up. Exactly. We're going to shark tank this sucker. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So I actually have three for you this week. So John, may I call you John? Yes, indeed. Great. Uh, Inspiration comes from all sorts of places. It's the same thing for bad business ideas. So it could strike at any time. Uh, it often feels like being hit in the head, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to my ideas. Uh, sometimes it's popular culture and media. Yeah. Sometimes it's the news. Occasionally it's feelings. Oh, wow. So because <clears throat> feelings, John, I don't know if you realize this, can be important. Sure. And the cornerstone of any good business. It's just pure, pure it's just feelings. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So just go with emotion. Yeah. Well, and I'm Greek, so one of my ah, most prevalent yeah. feelings is guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I realized I was feeling guilty about uh, recently is, is the ease with which we can get food now. Sure. So we can right. get, uh, you know, you used oh. to have to go and hunt and gather. Yeah. And that yeah. was good. You got it, some exercise and you felt yeah, it was like you great. earned it. I remember it. those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It wasn't exactly. that long ago. No, no. Uh, yeah. Then you had restaurants. Yeah. Uh, suddenly... There were restaurants. Fast food. And then suddenly there was pizza delivery. Yeah. Like all of this came on like boom, boom, boom. And now services like Uber Eats, you've oh, got doorstep yeah. delivery. You don't need to go anywhere. You I can mean, get they, any meal you want. They'll chew your food for you. From any restaurant. It, yeah. That I is mean, just, actually a good bad business <laughs> idea. Mama Bird. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're going to call that one. Yeah, Mama Bird. All right, let's put that off to the <laughs> side that, for a put second. Put on the board, yeah. <laughs> we'll circle back. Uh, and not only that, but so you have the guilt over like, am I yeah. really... You know, yeah. earning this. Yeah. Uh, all these cars driving around. Sure. Which I, I, I don't care if you believe that is bad for the environment or not, but that's something it that we can build traffic on. congestion. Again, yeah. guilt. Yeah. So how do we fix this? Is okay. the answer more technology? No, I'm asking. Oh, yeah. It, okay. Yeah, it's not rhetorical. Oh, okay. Uh, more technology. Sh- sure, why not? No, it's less technology. Technology. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right it's, it's, All right. We're so going to revert to technology yeah. that hasn't been used in hundreds of years. Oh, okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm guessing hunting and gathering. Okay. No, no, it's close. Okay. Catapults. Catapults. Ah, yeah. All right. So you're probably asking yourself, wait, how can catapults help? Because that's not what they were designed for. Oh, I think Unless they're though. helping to get into a fortress yeah, or a... But- you castle. Put, I think I'm with you. Yeah. You put food in that catapult. You put food in the catapult. It's and so l- it's well, like a low tech drone, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. exactly right. So we're not expending a lot of electricity. We're not right. expending a lot of uh, gasoline. We're not doing any of that. Okay. So what we're going to do under this bad business idea, which mm-hmm. uh, originally I was going to call it toss your salad. Oh, well, but it turns sure. out <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty well known euphemism that a company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't want to be associated with. So the name so, of the company is Fly Me to the Prune. Oh, okay. All right. So basically, we're going to do every mile, there's going to be a catapult launching and catching station. Okay. So you're never more than a half mile from where you go to pick up your food. Gotcha. So you could be or, ordering food from uh, grocery stores, so mm-hmm. your, your groceries. You could be ordering food from a restaurant, so you get a little walking in. Okay. Nobody's driving around. Okay. And it gets there pretty quick. I mean, he's yeah. literally throwing yeah. it over. Okay. Okay. So well, we just got to, there's some stuff we have to work out. Sure. Some accuracy and some landing yeah, issues, I guess I'm possibly. Fascinated by the catapult catching station. I'm yeah. Yeah. What that well, we can't of. just shoot it at somebody's house. No. Yeah. yeah. So, what does the catching station look like? Is it I think that's a, big... that's a really good challenge for somebody in your position as oh. the CEO of this new company I to figure you. out. I yeah. Get you. Yeah. 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 So, think... there's some R&D okay. that I think you're going to need to do. Yeah. And then you got to look at loss. You know, there's going to be some loss, some loss just yeah. through, you know, meteorological and don't, don't discount birds. 
I mean, you got birds up there. You got. Do you think food. they'll evolve to like fly really uh, fast I and get at the think food? You could, especially you got you know bacon in there. <laughs> like we're uh, talking about, bacon. like you got that bacon lettuce. If you got that developed, and that's flying through the air. Well, people could build the, their own catapults and shoot mm-hmm. themselves over to try ah, to catch the stuff. Do, well, now you're getting in, now you're almost in, we're back to flying cars. You know? This is great. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of a lot of potential. Sure. So let's fly me to the prune. Fly me to the prune. Okay. okay. You ready for the next one? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So, uh, popular media, obviously, we're going to get to, but then the news. Stuff yeah. happens in the news all the time. Constantly. Stop me if you've heard this one before. A senator from Colorado, he refuses to go to any sort of uh, town hall or anything like that because, you know, there's all this controversy and there's all these yelling people and protesters and things like that. So, he's not, he's not going. Just don't want to deal with it. Even yeah. though his constituents are saying, hey, we yeah. need to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, he is going to appear at a chamber of commerce function. Uh, it's not open to the public, only to chamber members. Mm-hmm. So what happened was to protest his lack of interaction, a local mariachi band actually joined the chamber, mm-hmm. went to the event and started playing so he couldn't actually speak. Wow. To sort of bring attention to this idea that he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Gotcha. So let me ask you this. Is that too much and is that overdoing it? Well, it, it's it's tricky because who doesn't love a mariachi band? Correct. Like, yep. Uh, but you, you're walking a fine line because you're saying, hey, you're not doing what we want. And when he says, well, I'll do a stepped down version of what you want, it's like, well, we're not going to let you do that either. Right. <laughs> so so uh, do you feel like it's too much? It might be too much. It is not. It is not too no, much. No, 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 no. Because right. this is so our then, new business. Uh, face the Music uh-huh. is a surrogate band. It's, we'll put a surrogate band in whatever uh-huh. search situation you want. Okay. So you have an uncomfortable situation you need to go to uh-huh. or you need to bring attention to something. Okay. Why do that yourself? Right. Why not just hire a band to do it? I see. Because we have a lot of bands sitting around waiting for weddings yeah. and oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, you're leaving someone at the altar. Yeah. You don't want to deliver that news. No. But you also don't want to just not show up. Not show There's up. a lot of people there. I so uh, send a smooth jazz trio. So this is like a singing telegram, but sort of expanded, sort of stepped yeah, exactly. out. It's like yeah. they're delivering news. Yep. Exactly. Maybe unpleasant news. Okay. Want to okay. quit your job? You don't want to give, you don't want to go no. in and give two weeks notice no. in person? Yeah. Send some punk rock. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, punk rockers, maybe? Yeah. Is that how you would say it? <laughs> I'm not rockers, sure. Yeah. I'm not down with the lingo. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, punk uh, rockers, to, yeah. They could deliver the message for you. Let's say your house is having some repair things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Sometimes they have some things you need to fix. Sure. How, how are you going to do that? Why not just send in a mariachi band? Send in a mariachi band to fix your house? <laughs> well, to distract you from having to fix the house. Oh, I, oh, I see. I, I guess see. that wouldn't really work Yeah. Well, in that situation. It, it would be more of a distraction technique than a than a inf- uh, information conveyance technique. Yeah, so, that's yeah. true. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I it could you. work as a distraction as well. Okay. So that's right. the idea. Face the music, Face surrogate the music. band. Yes. Not surrogate in the sense of like having yeah. a baby no. for you, but they could, well, I guess. Sure. I mean, yeah, that would be a, a very new. musical baby. I mean, if you have a band and someone is having a baby in that band, I, I think whatever unpleasant news you had to deliver would be, you know, sort of subsumed under the excitement and the novelty of someone having a baby at, at your event. Right. Or the event you were supposed to be at. Um, yeah. All right. I like All it. Right. Face like the it. music. Yeah. Fly me to the prune. Are you ready for the last one? Yes. True or false, John? We okay. both live in Florida. Well, I've been wrong on the, the but I'm going to say true. That is true. Okay. You're right. right. You are correct. <laughs> and even though we're in a basement right now, basements are not prevalent. No, they're around really not. Here. No. They, you can't do it. No. Uh, no and not useful in a lot of the natural disasters we would have here. No. no. Because they're usually water based, storms, flooding, 
uh, sea levels rising yeah, potentially. Yeah. I am not going to get into politics here, but yeah, it's, just, you know, it's happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, it's yeah, yeah not politics at all. Uh, so, like I think most people do, the idea the idea of danger. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was out on the coast. I was out visiting my family, and sure. I'm, you know looking at this ocean and going, yeah, that's dangerous. Sure, that yeah. ocean is dangerous. Oh, yeah. I start yeah. thinking about celebrity action here. Okay. And in this case, it was weird because it wasn't uh, heroes and heroines. It wasn't The Rock. It wasn't Vin Diesel. No. It wasn't Chuck Mangione. Yeah. Um, was, I was thinking immediately my mind went to Jodie Foster for some reason. Sure. Sometimes it's unconscious. Sometimes bad you just business let ideas. It, yeah. You got to let go the with sing. It. Yeah. And I was thinking about the the movie Panic Room, right? Like yeah, you can't. Exactly. You, but you can't install a panic room in your house. That's not viable no, necessarily. No, not feasible. Unless you want to just get rid of one of your bedrooms yeah, exactly. or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, there, there's that problem. Uh, so we're going to fix that okay. with this new company. And I, I don't know what the company is called. Maybe you can come up with a name. Sure. But what we're going to build is an inflatable external panic room. Oh, okay. And so I, I do have the tagline for it. Mm -hmm. Your flate is in our hands because gotcha. it's inflatable. Okay. All so right. almost like a little raft, like, you know, one of sure. those emergency rafts. Okay. Uh, you would just pop it open at the uh -huh. first sign of flooding. Oh, okay. Let's say. Okay. Pop in. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. It floats. Okay. Hope floats. Hope floats. That's the name of That's it. That's a great hope yeah. floats. Yep. Oh, and floats. so you get in Ocean it, response, it's yeah. got some MREs, it's got, yeah. it's battery powered, so you can watch TV for a little bit. Okay. It's got everything that you would need to survive a storm. So if we could do a quick role play, if you don't mind. Okay. So uh, we're going to be, uh, we're, there's a natural disaster coming. Okay. And we don't have a Hope Float inflatable external panic room. No. We'd, in this we're first... In this first, first version, we're just we're just glued to the TV, yeah, watching, wa helplessly watching, yep. as as the anchors breathlessly bring us news of exactly impending doom. Hey, Chet, there's uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but a tsunami coming. Whoa, yeah, uh oh, we're in a lot of trouble. What's going to happen to the internet? Ten minutes what about from my now, devices? yeah, <laughs> ten minutes from now, we're going to be underwater, Whew. and there's no way we can get away. What are we going to do? Chat. Uh, get we're gonna get on the roof and we're gonna trust that reality TV and the free market will somehow save us. All right. Hold me. <laughs> That's it. And see. And then yeah, exactly. Okay, now yeah. we're gonna have an inflatable panic room. Ah. Chet, there's a I, I still don't know how to pronounce this. Su a tsunami. Tsunami. Ah. Well, Is that how you say it? Sure, tsunami. Okay. Yeah. There's what do we do? We, we're going to hop in the inflatable panic room. Oh, that would be great. Sail away to, to a better neighborhood. To a better know? life? Yeah, a better life. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere in the central central Florida. <laughs> central Florida yeah. or higher. Yeah, or higher. Or higher yeah. elevation. I like this. That's great. Well, you, you know, you mentioned panic room. And Are we out of the scene now? Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I, don't, yeah, I wasn't I forgot sure if you were still chat. <laughs> it's so hard to come out of chat. It just, <laughs> um, I love that because you'd mentioned a panic room. I think, yeah, you can take this and really run with it. It's like, okay, in case of water-based emergency, but it could be a whole room, you know, a completely, con and it could float away, um, but it, it could also serve as a, like, oh, there's an intruder in the house. House. We'll lock ourselves off here, you know. And if nothing else, is kind of bounce house for the kids. It's like oh, oh that's not, a good point for the not, weekends. Exactly. And then, yeah, 
you know, if we're not using it as panic room or as the getaway vehicle from the tsunami, it, you know, something fun for the kids. So, or you could punish them. Yeah, yeah, you could punish you them. put them in there. Put them in there. And again, it, ha-ha, I'm in a bounce house. But after a while, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I've bounced, no. I've bounced enough. The half hour yeah. at the most they yeah. can deal with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sort of aversion therapy. Like, oh, you like smoking? <laughs> well, smoke a box of cigars. Just spend a half hour in the bounce. Give them some cigars in the bounce house, and that will cure them of everything. Nice. I think nice. I think I think that's a winner. I think that's okay. A, Hope floats. Hope floats. Not face the music. What was your what was well, the, the, what were you thinking with face the music? Face the music. I I I'll kind of say it is 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 kind of the next evolution of singing telegram. Yeah. And and I think is an effective way to convey information you might not want to convey in person. Um, you know, I but I I think people. I think people would would figure, oh, I could probably just send a you know a CD or something, or you know, or I could oh, you know maybe true. FaceTime it in or or something, or just something text. I don't actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it, but I like the food catapult too, just in the sense of food physically moving from one place to another. I guess one is more sort of uh, you know outward based. It's like society at large. Let's get more cars off the road and and, and catapult food. And one is more of a survival instinct of hey. Mm-hmm. I want a big inflatable getaway vehicle in case stuff goes sideways, you know, right. in whatever way, shape, or form. Right. Um, I think business-wise, you're probably going to have the best bet appealing to people's, you know, uh, self-best interests in terms of, hey, you know, I want to take care of myself. I mean, yeah, I want to get cars off the road with food catapult. Yeah, but, but if we are covered it. in water, yeah. it doesn't really matter how many cars are out there. Exactly. Or, you know, there's a home <laughs> intruder and they're ransacking. I just want to be safe in the bounce house. Um, so I, I would go with, you know, Hope, Hope Floats. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's going to be his primary use. But I think you definitely, you know, upsell it as, oh, but also, you know. I like that, how we, we based our market on the fact that people yeah. are frightened and yeah. scared. Oh, and, well, yeah. That's, that's much, of, much of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right, well, very good. <laughs> so let's play some music. Thank you yeah. for uh, for that and your expertise there. As a businessman yourself, uh, <laughs> I really appreciate the uh, the feedback. And now that you're going to take Hope Floats and run with it, yeah, well, I'm expecting big things. Big things from Hope Floats. Yes. Big, big <laughs> things. I'm hoping yeah, for big will, things. This will we'll float alone. We'll get some, yeah, investment banker or capital venturist, <laughs> uh, capital venturist, <laughs> venture capitalist, or capital venturist, either way. Capital evangelist. Uh, capital yeah. capital ventriloquist. We'll you know, if you speak for <laughs> other people. All right, let's play a little... Um, uh, lounge music, Al Keola from uh, an album that's out there. I don't know which one, so yeah. I'll find out. Uh, this is Bernie's tune on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Los Safiros on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree from Basa Cubana. That was Dicosa Mar, which I think means happy sea, which is ties into our bad business idea. Yes, indeed. The happy, ago. yes. Escape from the happy seas Escape. and your happy float. From that happy sea, because you know it ain't happy. Yeah. <laughs> and Al Kaola started us off with Bernie's tune. Uh, good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with John Hunter from SAC Comedy Lab. Good morning again, John. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about writing. So mm-hmm. uh, you are a writer. You uh, worked out in Hollywood for a yes, bit. Indeed. And uh, do you still write? Do you still do stuff? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll send off pieces, uh, literary magazines and, and such. Um, I wrote a, a, a play with a colleague of mine at SAC Comedy Lab, Jay Hopkins, uh, that got picked up by Samuel French. So we're appreciative of that. And mm-hmm. that uh, produced all over the, the country. Um 
it's kind of a you know in the vein of the complete works of William Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the Iliad, the Odyssey, and, and Greek mythology in kind of in ninety minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we we worked together on that, and uh, at the time he, he had his own theater company, Jester Theater Company, and and they produced it, and uh, and he sent it off to Samuel French, just kind of on a lark, and they said, sure, we'll we'll pick it up. Uh, so it's it's great. It's, it's in colleges and high schools all over the country do it now. So very nice. Um, so yeah, and I do a lot of writing for our, our corporate events as well. We do yeah. a lot of scripted stuff uh, in terms of uh, rollout videos, instructional uh, presentations, uh, award shows, um, things like that. A lot of parody songs that we do. Um, so uh, pretty much every week I'm writing something. Yeah. So when it comes to your process, we're mm -hmm. talking a little bit about deadlines off air. Sure. Earlier, having this weekly show uh, is great for me because it means I have to have stuff done, I have to yeah, have stuff prepared. Yeah, yeah. Whether you think it's any good, that's another. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that's another situation. Yeah, yeah, but, but the idea is that um, when I'm in my creative process, I have to listen to music. Okay, I have to have something on the background, sort of, yeah, yeah. you know, almost taking a part of my brain so the other part of my brain can be freed up to yeah. do that stuff. Where does music come in, or does it come in for you during the creative process? If if I'm writing for money, generally not, uh, because I'm I'm working off certain parameters and and like I said, if I'm writing a parody song, I'm, I'm kind of listening to the song we're using, right, you know, right, right, figuring out the beats and how how everything lines up, uh, and uh, you know, I kind of will bear down a little bit more. But if it's creative writing, uh, then yeah, I like to have music on in in the background, and, it, and it's really <laughs> you get superstitious, you know. If, if I have like a a CD I, I got as a giveaway for something that's just you know smooth jazz or, or something, and had been just randomly playing it when. I wrote something I felt good about. Yeah. Like, oh, well, let me play that. Got to listen to that again. <laughs> uh, and then other times it's just, let me type in various things, the, you know, 80s, 90s music into YouTube and listen to Flock of Seagulls or Kraftwerk and just let it run uh, in the background. Um, it, it, not anything anthemic or, you know, really, because then you're singing along, uh, then you're getting pulled out. Uh, but But stuff that can... Yeah, it's stuff that can kind of run in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and I generally, it's a good barometer because if I'm listening to music and I begin sort of singing along in my head or I know that I'm probably tapped out in terms of writing for that particular session, you know. So right, because it's, like, okay. it's creative writing and yeah. you're only going to have so much of it. It's not yeah, like you're yeah. doing 10,000 words a day or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I know people that do that. You sure, know, it's sure. amazing. I just don't have that kind of discipline. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, so then... Uh, when you're thinking about writing and you, you come to a stopping point, you come to that sort of you're listening to the music more or let's say you come to a block. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do to sort of overcome that or what do you do when you're faced with something like that? Um, I work on something else generally. I mean, it definitely if, if it's in the creative arena, it's like, oh, I've got five or six things, you know, kind of percolating in any given moment. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hop back and forth. Again, in a business situation, writing for money, uh, you're, you're a little more locked in. Uh, but even within that, there's, you know, generally different things you're writing within it. I mean, you know, when, when I was writing for TV, it's like, okay, if we're stuck on a scene, we're going to work on another scene. If we're stuck on a transition. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of bounce back and forth. That's where writing with a partner is very valuable because, because you can kind of get up, get it on its feet and walk it around. 
um, and, uh, and get a to, little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. 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 Uh, when you're writing by yourself, you, you kind of have to do that on your own. Um, and I found this helpful. Let me, let me just work on something else, you know, uh, you know, and you power through, you're like, all right, you know, uh, <laughs> it's TCL. We used to use a lot, uh, to come later. You know, it's like, okay, <laughs> it's, we'll figure it out. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing about a deadline is it's like, uh, all right, you, you will, we'll, we will have something. Um, but for me, it's just it kind of trusting that that it it will happen. I mean, you know, let, let me work on something else for a while. And and I'm, I've talked with other writers, and this is a, a very common experience. The, the stuff that you really you were really high on, and you worked and worked and worked, and the stuff that you were like, ah, okay, this just seems like schmuck bait. But okay, you know, this is the obvious. Let me. They respond to that. <laughs> you know, this is the stuff that you didn't really weren't all that hyped about, and you know, the stuff you were really excited about. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. So, so there's something. There's a subconscious at, at work there that that's arranging it all in such a way um, that that will intrinsically work. You know. And like with anything, there will be things that you finish and you go, this this isn't exactly what I wanted, but it's the best I can do. In the time uh, that I in, have. In the yeah. time that I have. Yeah. And it will work or it won't, you know. Uh, and then there are times, I, I really, this really is good. And I mean, this is a lot in, Cal- in California, Los Angeles. This is really good. If they like it, great. If they don't, that that's it's still really good, you know, and I trust that. Um so you just, and you have to kind of, it's, um, it's a lot like stand up, you know, I mean, I, I did some, some of that in the nineties and you'll have a set where you'll, you'll feel like I, I, I just didn't have it. I, I let them down. I let down. I wasn't bringing what I can bring. And then there's where you think, Oh no, that, that was good. It just wasn't for them. And you oh, don't yeah. take it personally, you know, yeah. um, because I, I am what I am, you know, to, to quote Popeye and, uh, it's not going to work for absolutely everybody. But I think if you're putting yourself out there, you know, whether it's music or writing or performing, what have you, 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 after a while you kind of realize as long as I'm getting a good, honest effort and I'm, I'm committing to it, uh, then that's kind of all I can do, you know. And again, when you're writing for money, then, then there are parameters, sure, there are sure. marks you want to hit, you know. Did that take a while for you, though, kind of coming up with that sense of, okay, not everything is going to be gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, because, it, you know, what I do is I hold on to an idea. Yeah. Like, I become this sort of digital pack rat now. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't have notebooks. I just have this hard drive sure, of stuff. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Just, this is going to be a great idea yeah, someday. Yeah. And I was recently going through it and just, I, I mean, not quite turning red, but embarrassed yeah. by yeah. some of the things that I wrote. But it's, it, well, you, you bring up an interesting point, the term idea, you know. Uh, when I was, and this is a very common experience too, when I was in Los Angeles and people say, oh, you know, this is John, he, he works in TV and people go, oh, I got a great idea. I got a great idea. And after a while you say, you know what? I, I don't need ideas. I got a million ideas. Yeah, that's Everyone's not the got problem. Idea. Do you have a story? Yeah. I need a story. <laughs> if you have, a, and that, and that's, that's the thing with so many ideas. It's like, okay, it's a great idea. What do I do with it? You know, um, from, from the most basic kind of element of stand-up, you know, I, I come back to that because it's, it's a single person, a microphone and an idea, and you're kind of in complete control of that to shape it. And it's just a little nugget. It's, you know, 10 seconds, right. you know, all the way out to, oh, it's going to be a feature film, you know, can an idea be a feature film? Well, it can, if you can build a story around it. Uh, but so often, you know, you, you start stepping out ideas uh, and that's where you have to start marshalling your, your time and energy, you know, sort of mm-hmm. like, okay, how much, you know, cause you can get overwhelmed with ideas. 
and, and like you said, fall in love with them and say, no, this is a thing. Uh, but after a while, I was like, no, it's just, it's a, that's a nice idea. <laughs> well, and, and kind of going back to SAC and the teaching and the classes there, yeah. that was with the Kevin McDonald yeah, class that yeah, we yeah. took. That was one of the most fascinating things about sure. that to me was that approach that they took when they were writing yeah. their stage show. So yeah. the kids in the hall uh, did a stage show before they did their uh, television show uh, with Lauren Michaels. But the idea there was that they would have the idea, mm -hmm. then they would just run through it uh, improvisationally. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and What's so, there? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was amazing because they would just, whatever... What was the one he was talking about with Bruce McCullough? Elvis is your landlord. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that like, would be the idea. Yeah. And then the they idea. would just get up there without any script, without no. anything else, just, you know, just them, not in yeah. front of an audience, and they would run through it. And if it worked, they would run it as part of their show, and if yeah. it didn't, they wouldn't. Yeah, you move on. Yeah, and, and it's not it's not getting precious about stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I used to have a producer that would say, you know, it's a bit graphic, but he'd say, you know, you got to kill your babies. And it's like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, because everyone's going to fall in love with stuff. It's like, but but you're putting together, in, in terms of a screenplay or a TV show, a, a cohesive whole, you know. And, you know, some of the best advice I ever got was, you know, take your best joke out of every scene, take your best scene out of every show. Does it still hang? Because so often you'll end up writing around a precious bit that you like. And you're right, like, and, and, and you try to say, expand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like that. that's a funny, that, that's the tail, that's not the dog. And if you're manufacturing the dog from the tail, you're going to run into problems. Um, it's, not, it's not nearly as exciting to have a solid dog <laughs> and then let the tail be what it's going to be. Right, right, uh, right. But you run into a lot less problems later on. You know? Well, yeah, somebody could watch it and, and get the yeah. sense of it. But if there's one big payoff at the end yeah, or that's yeah, your... Yeah. Yeah, it may not be worth it for everyone. Yeah, it's, it's a great set piece, but yeah, if you, if you're contorting to get there, yeah, um, then then maybe it's just a set piece that will live in your mind. You That's know? a really good point. Yeah, yeah. So inspiration, draw inspiration from a lot of different places. I would imagine. Um, I always ask about music because mm -hmm. we're on the radio sure. and I play music, so it's yeah. one of the easiest things to to ask yeah. about. But uh, for you, you wrote uh, back when I asked your favorite musician or favorite music, uh, Bruce Springsteen yeah. and the Banana Splits. The Banana Splits, yeah. I really, so, they, uh, the, the Banana Splits and the Monkees, as a young child, you kind of you look were, at them yeah. as raw, and you think, that's a, that's a life. I mean, the Banana Splits lived in a theme park. Sure. They do, and, and even at that age, I know, okay, they, they're dressing up in costumes, but, you know. Wait, what? I, I, oh, oh, there it is. <laughs> Not a, Wait, Bruce Springsteen is dressing up <laughs> he in dressed costumes? Up as a Banana Split, yeah, <laughs> before he was a pip. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, I thought that's, that's pretty odd. And, you know, they had a little band and then the, the monkeys, uh, you know, you're familiar with the monkeys. Course, yeah. Again, as a child, you think, well, they play music, they have fun. And, and actually some of the monkeys songs, they kind of, you listen to them now, they're kind of catchy. I mean, you they're know, good. a 60s yeah. pop rock, yeah. uh, you know, and then as I began to get older, um, you know, had a lot of music I listened to. Uh, I was one of those kids in school, though. I mean, I was a, a sports guy, and, I, and I, I liked pop culture, and but I wasn't I wasn't a stereo guy. You know, it's like some guys I know, it's like, oh, what kind of stereo do you have? It's like, I, I don't really, you know, it's just a one that theater. plays music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they had the specialty stuff. You sure, know? sure, sure. And they, they knew bands, and they knew all about the bands, and they knew all the words to the songs. It's like, wow, that's, I mean, you know, because I really like, you know, yeah, the Eagles and, and Cheap Trick and ACDC, you know, kind of the, the big, you know, big rock bands. Um, but I couldn't tell you a lot about them. I just knew, hey, that's cool. Turn it up. Um, you know, and then Springsteen, you know, a, as I was moving in my 20s, you kind of like, oh, you know, you buy the album 
albums and you, you read the words and you go, okay, there's there's a narrative here, there's a story, there's sure. a, kind of a um, you know a, a consciousness at work, or, a, as with everyone, I'm sure. But but uh, I thought, well, that that's he's kind of a, a storyteller. Um, and that, that's when, you know, you go back and you kind of listen to Dylan, you know, some of the Beatles are like, Oh, okay. There's, yeah. All right. I'm picking up beyond the melody, beyond kind of the beat and the hook, you know? Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's good stuff. And my, my musical kind of current knowledge kind of stopped in the early to mid eighties. So, I mean, that's one of the nice things about working about sax. They always have, uh, interesting current music, you know, uh, and I'll always ask our head technician, who is, who is that? And he'll say someone I've never heard of, but that's, can you send me that? That's good. You know? So uh, I get to, you know, kind of keep keep up that way. Well, very good. Well, we're going to hear some Bruce Springsteen. I'm always interested um, in listening to people do cover songs. Uh-huh. So what I specifically look for was people doing cover songs of his. Uh-huh. Eh, some of them are okay. Yeah. Uh, not great. But what I found was uh, he did a cover song of a band named Suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, their song Dream Baby Dream, which okay. I thought was really good. I don't know if you've heard it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is a really good one. We'll play that. And then we'll come back uh, with a pop quiz All right. for you. Pop Ready culture pop. and current event pop quiz. Yes, indeed. I'm sure you're on, you know, all sorts of not social media. So you probably yeah. like read the newspaper the and news- such. Exactly. Yeah. And so you know what's going on. Yeah. So Bruce Springsteen right now, you're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Bruce Springsteen on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Dream Baby Dream from his album, High Hopes. Yes. And I have high hopes for the rest of the high day. Hopes. Hope floats. Today, today yes. If, if we If hope floats gets off the ground, or water, no pun intended, maybe uh, maybe Springsteen could, you know. That's a theme song? Yeah. 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 Yeah, a little. A little he could be our celebrity guy. endorser. Exactly. That would exactly. be great. When things get rough, hope, hope floats, you know. <laughs> so John Hunter is here. If you missed any of the show, including our talk on Hope Floats, which was the our river. winning yeah. I mean, bad business down idea. The river. Oh, yeah, hope that's floats true. down the river. He is, he's with us. <laughs> uh, if you missed any of the show, if you missed bad business ideas, uh, we're going to have this show up and running online uh, here later this week. So you can go to a certain degree.com. That's T-O-S. It's really hard to (laughs) convey that. So go to the web and look for John Hunter, and you won't find anything on John uh, because he's not much on social media. Very low profile. Are you in hiding? Well, it depends. You know, that's an elastic term. Yeah, uh, (laughs) because doing a radio show is probably not smart. Well, I realized that about an hour in. I was like, and in fact, if you look out the door, you'll see several government agents waiting waiting patiently. No, no, your luck is that, you know, it's my show, so nobody's actually listening. So you're fine. You're fine. Uh, The low low profile, it's it's just laziness more than anything. (laughs) Well, I figure it's like, okay, let me get up to date on a platform and really establish a presence and get out. And then next week it's a new platform, you know, and it's like, ah. Who can that's how it, who can keep it? All right. <laughs> All right. So let's do a pop culture current yes. events quiz. Let's get yeah. to see how well versed you are right. on what's going on in the world. So administrators at Benedictine College, that's a mm. Catholic college in Kansas. Yes. Uh, have some concerns with yoga. So since the roots of the meditative exercise are kind of steeped in Eastern mysticism, Mm -hmm. uh, they no longer want to offer it on campus because they feel like it might be a little bit of a conflict of interest with their Mm -hmm. uh, Catholic uh, education, Catholic Mm -hmm. upbringing, that sort of thing. However, they still see a lot of value in some of the techniques, so they're fine with it if it's called something else. So what name are they looking at for this new exercise approach? Is it A, lifestyle fitness, B, 
mat-tastic movements, or C, bendy posture standing things. Oh, it's a Catholic university. Yes. I'll go with a... Uh, lifestyle fitness, that's uh, correct, yeah. yeah. yeah right down, yeah. yeah. Because I, you know, and I was in advertising, so bendy posture standing things actually really that, appeals to me. I think grabber, that's the better but one. The Catholic Church, you know, not known for its innovative, you know, <laughs> Naming convention. techniques. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. A new medical study shows some potential in creating flu-fighting flu medicine. Uh, so they basically found uh, they extracted peptides, which yeah, are something. Yeah, good old peptides. Yep. Yeah, good old yeah. peptides. Uh, what's the source of the peptides used in this groundbreaking study? Is it A, crocodile tears, mm -hmm. B, frog mucus, or C, tongue of newt? Ooh, I'll go with frog mucus. That is correct. You're All two right. for two. Yeah, Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It does sound like something you're making a witch's brew out of. Yeah. yeah. Which maybe they were onto something. Yeah. Maybe we burned too many of them at the stake and they had they, a cure for the flu. Yeah, they would have been really Ugh. useful. But Forget they, the zombies. Yeah, you know, exactly. Let's, let's bring the back witches. the witches. Yeah, contact the Wiccans and just say, what do you... Hey, what, yeah. do, you, what do you guys got potion-wise? Yeah, yeah. newts? Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. seen a newt. I don't. I wouldn't recognize a newt if I, I saw one. It's like a salamander. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't they just say salamander? Oh, uh, well, it's newt is shorter. Okay. You want to save so. time. It's cuter. Yeah. yeah. Newt. So basically what they do did was they uh, took the mucus from 15 different frogs and they found right. one that was uh, thumbs up okay. for fighting the flu. For fighting the flu. Yep. God bless. That's why frogs so rarely have the flu. You know, <laughs> That's true. That mucus. You <laughs> never see them because when they sneeze, it's just the tongue goes yeah, right out. Right yeah, out. it's really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Uh, your old stomping grounds, Disney. Yes. Uh, so they're still working on uh, a new transportation system. So they filed some patents last year, mm -hmm. and they're still looking at it as potential to get people to and from uh, in between theme parks, hotel and theme parks, that sort of thing. So what is this new transportation system? Okay. Is it A, catapults? Yeah, there it is. B, drones? Mm -hmm. Or C, a new skyway? Hmm. It's, well, it's probably not catapults, you know. And We're disappointing, again, the, the, yes. The, the, the drones has a, a, a capitalist corporate kind of feel that, that feels good. Uh, the new sky... See, I miss... I remember the old Skyway. Yeah. I worked there when... And the fact that they took the old Skyway down would lead me to believe they're probably not in a hurry to get a new Skyway up. So I'm going to go with B, with drones. With drones. Uh, it is actually the Skyway. Really? Yes. They're, they're looking try that at, again. Yeah, they're looking at a company. So gondolas and Skyways apparently are very big in foreign countries. Did they not learn their lesson with the first They skyway? have technology-wise. Well, it was built in the 70s. Yeah, so yeah. I would imagine yeah. the technology has yeah. come along. So what they're looking at are these uh, cars, these mm -hmm. gondolas, gondolas that can fit 10 people in them. Mm -hmm. They'd be enclosed. I see. Well, uh, there's, air conditioned. There's the problem. Is the enclosed? Because when I was there, the problem wasn't so much the safety, but what people were doing in the gondolas. Uh, uh, just and but, yeah, but maybe I, having more people in one would. I, I think discourage that would discourage that yeah. sort of. It's sort of the same thing with the monorail. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So this is okay. still a ways out. They may not even do may it, but they're, they're looking at it. Well, so you're a sports guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Local sports for a moment. What are you more most psyched about from mm -hmm. the last month? Uh, just this past weekend, Orlando City won its yeah, game against did. New York. So yep. they're 5-1-0 right now. So okay. they're in the wow. lead in the East. Yeah. Uh, the Orlando Pride played its first home yeah. game in With the new Marta. stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 14,000 people in yes. attendance. Over 14,000. Yes. Or was it the Magic firing Rob uh, or GM Rob Hannigan? Oh, poor Rob. 
I actually met him a lot. Uh, He's well, a very I, nice man. Yeah, I, I, I can't rejoice in someone losing their job. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll go with the with, with the the, um, the pride. Yeah, you know, because that that's um, man, it just shows the appetite for. Like he said, sports, sports but, and, but, but community yeah. events uh, yeah. that that are positive. <laughs> yeah, it just um, yeah, I think that's a great thing. I'll go so with uh, I would normally say there's no right answer, but sure. it's Rob Hannigan. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've been a Magic fan for a while, and it's been sure. yeah. it's been t- it's not all his fault. I get no, it. No, no. So there was some stuff yeah. that could have gone either way. There was some stuff that went sideways. Well, we, there's just any, anymore in sports is such an entertainment base. You get you get a two year window, and it's yeah. like, and if something doesn't really pop in two years, it's, they're, they're it's wiping tough. the slate, it's tough. The, the slate clean, and uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you bring that up. Because I feel like I'm the perfect candidate. So I'd like to announce oh, wow. my candidacy for hat. Orlando Magic GM throw right now. Yeah, because I think I've got some really good ideas. So, uh, And I know the GM is mainly responsible for the team. But mm-hmm. let's talk uh, improvements to the arena. The arena, sure. Because I think that's going to bring in people. That's what it's all about. Sure. Putting, putting butts in seats. You're yeah. in this business. Yeah. So yeah. you know. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is the Amway Center retractable mm-hmm. roof. Okay. Why yeah. not? Let's see the outside. Let's do something different than everybody else. Uh, water slides mm-hmm. in the arena. Okay. Within, yeah. 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 And more celebrities. We don't have enough celebrities. Not enough celebrities. Yeah. We, we try. We I mean, try. We, we get Paris every once Hilton, in a while. You know, and then uh, Lou, uh, what's his name, was going to have the next Backstreet Boys yep. right here. Yep. And they all sort of disappear, get indicted. We don't have they, a great no, track record yeah. with celebrities. So what I'm thinking, because I'll have more time to spend on mm-hmm. arena improvements, because I'm going to I'm gonna get the players here. And sure. I'm going to do it, obviously, <laughs> oh, the only well, way we can the arena improvements, is yeah. by hacking their emails oh, and getting yeah. blackmail on each and every I one. See. Them. So you're going to. So I'm going to make them want to come here <laughs> or hack the emails of the other GMs and owners. So they trade players to us that wow. we want. Okay. So subterfuge will basically be yeah. your philosophical. Uh, under- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to win every trade. There you go. So, so I'll have plenty of time. Eventually we'll just have a team of, so we'll be like Super Golden State. Stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here in Orlando. Yep. And then the, the, the roof will retract. We'll have water slides. People water sliding to their seats. Um, I'm just saying, you know, that's that, a, I, think that's that, a, I think that's a something. bold plan. And I think that's one you should present <laughs> at the interview. <laughs> okay. Well, if I get the interview, yeah, about this thing, I'm just like, announcing it right there. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk about uh, just what's going on because we only have a few more minutes. Sure. So we're going to yeah. turn it over to Ben and, the wor- and Music of the World. Uh, but what's going on at SAC? What do you want to talk about? So sack.com, S-A-K.com. .com, yeah. Uh, just like to encourage everyone to come out Friday or Saturday night, see a show, 7.30 or 9.30. Um, it's a lot of fun. The shorthand we use on the phone a lot, because even now, I mean, people call and say, what, what is it? What is it you do? Or they say, who's on tonight? Is Carrot Top? You guys got Carrot Top? Oh, he's, yeah. He's funny. He does this thing with a pig. It's like, yep, I've seen Carrot Top. Uh, and then you sort of explain. And, you know, I, I know in the improv community, the, the TV show Whose Line Is It Anyway is an, an object of some you know, controversy. But but the fact is, it's Easy made, to point yeah, to yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's made it, you know, this is a, this is a form. And there's so many forms of improv. So no one no one gets to own improv. You know? uh, and it's like, oh, okay, that, that, that gives them a handle. It's like, no, nah, I get it. You know, it. It's an audience engagement. It's creatively, spontaneously, you know. 
know, generated right there. Um, and so uh, I encourage everyone to come out. To, and then we run our classes, as you mentioned, year round, uh, five uh, sessions in, in eight weeks. We usually have an off weekend there, stretches out to a ninth. Uh, so the next session will be uh, starting up in late May. Uh, but uh, we will open up registration uh, the first week mm-hmm. or so of May. And, and you're still doing the, the free classes so people yes, can indeed. get a little bit yeah, of a taste. So class, will that yeah. be in early May? Yeah, that would be um, probably the weekend of the 20th and 21st. Okay. Uh, May. And I encourage everyone, uh, you can go to sac.com to find out more information. There's also a handy dandy link where you can sign up to get uh, updates and alerts about the class information, uh, registration, times and dates of classes and all those good, all that so good information. Everyone that I've talked to and I've had a couple of guests that have gone through just about the entire, like all the levels. Yeah. Um, and speak very highly of it. And I feel like if you're going to uh, be in a position where you you may not have found your own voice yet, yeah, uh, whether it's in in theater or in business or anywhere else, it's a very valuable lesson to learn. Like I did it on radio, so sure. I did it out at WUCF. I had to figure out my voice, yeah, and that was. Yeah. And I think that had I, you know, thought about going to class at SAC and doing that, I think I would have gotten there a lot faster. Sure. Well, it, it, help, it helps you kind of deal with the sensor in your head, you know, because, yeah. you know, obviously we're, you know, uh, aware of the, the judgment of others or the perception of judgment of others, but also we judge ourselves, you know, yeah. and, and and so many times, so many times people will come in and, and tell us, you know, I, I, you know I, I need this because I'm shy or oh, they'll want to have it for their, you know, significant other, their child. They're just shy. And a lot of times it's not so much shyness is self-conscious which is mm-hmm. there's a difference there's there. a difference yeah. there absolutely uh, and, and it helps you kind of ease off the self-consciousness yeah. it's like we're creating an environment where we're we're interacting we're engaging with other people we've created this you know agreement that hey you know we're not short of physically harming the other person intentionally you know there's there's no wrong here you know we're, right. we're exploring together uh, and and that begins to allow you to relax a little bit and then if you can trust that that slowly will begin to carry over that other areas of your life and not to say that you know hey you just don't care what you ever do and just do what you want that's that's not what we're saying you know but but it's just you begin to give yourself a little bit of a break yeah um you can relax and then in turn people around you can relax uh and like you said it helps you find a voice it helps you find kind of like that feeling of in any situation i'm pretty much okay you know, I'm going to, this current circumstance might not be my favorite thing in the world, but I can deal with it, you know, and I have something to offer. I have mm-hmm. something of value I can offer. And, and kind of like we were talking about earlier, it's like e- either it's going to resonate with my particular audience as we yeah. talk about in the rhetorical world, or it's not. my audience, my stakeholders, or it won't, but that's, that's okay because yeah. I, it's me, it's truthful. I'm committed to it. And, uh, and, and we'll move on to the next situation. So, so for a professional wrestler, if they're training, the first yeah. thing you need to do is learn how to fall down. It's one of the hardest things to learn. It, yeah. If you're going to clown college, which you kind of did. Sure. Uh, yeah. You were a performer. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the things you have to learn is how to not terrify people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so as uh, somebody who's going to class at SAC, what mm-hmm. is one of the first things you have to learn or what's the, what would you say the biggest hurdle is for people to overcome in sort of that level one area? Uh, it's trying to be funny. It's just, you know, it, it it's, it's hard. If you can pull it off, great, but not a lot of people can. It's like once, once you start trying, because the first level, it's like, hey, let's interact. Let's engage, you know. Yeah, don't and, bother with yeah. the funny part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just and, and, amazing. and if you can just learn to trust it, so often it is fun. It's genuinely engaging. It's humorous. Yeah. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's joyous, you know. Um, yeah, it can always have an edge to it or, or a point of view, you know. But but it, it it's a lot more organic 
than trying to. And again, and it's also letting people that have that instinct know you're you're not a bad person. It's not wrong, but but there it's a different muscle, and there's different ways to stretch it. And right now. We're stretching this muscle. We're yeah. working this muscle. Because as I tell people, we're asking you to use muscles you don't get to use most of the time, which is openness, vulnerability, connectedness, adaptability. You know, you have the other six and a half days of the week. To, to It's kind of like, you know, you work your biceps. Uh, we're going to work the little muscles in your back. You know, and it's going to feel <laughs> weird for a while, but then it's going to, but after that, they start, and, it, and your fine. core gets stronger, yeah. you know, uh, and you get it, you get a more well-rounded set of muscles. Uh, so it's just sort of trusting that. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. Muscles. Yeah, muscles. <laughs> well, let's leave it at that. Yes, indeed. All right, John, thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for having me. Nick. And really uh, again, the it. show will be up. Uh, go to sack.com, find out more about the show. Definitely go to one. Best value in Orlando in terms of uh, entertainment. And then uh, we'll be back next week talking about the Fringe Festival. So speaking of entertainment, value. It's a theme. Uh, You've been listening to a certain degree. Ben with Music the World is coming up next. Thank you for listening.